When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. This week on The Bachelor, the bullies get the boot as Victoria and Anna are sent packing. Then, Daddy Warbucks Matt takes one contestant on the shopping spree of a lifetime. Plus, the drama between Jasenia and MJ boils over into an exciting conclusion. All that and more. It's the most dramatic episode ever. This is The Bachelor. Hello and welcome to The Bachelor Podcast. I'm Kay York City. I'm Fat Carrie Bradshaw. And I'm Jared Freed. And we are back and we have some juicy shit to talk about this week. This week's episode was <laughs> honestly wild to say the absolute least. But in this episode, we're going to be talking about, you know, we picked up from the last date with the drama. Uh, Katie dropped on Matt Anna and Victoria. They have a very dramatic farewell. Rachel goes on a date with <laughs> Daddy Warbucks James. <laughs> Abigail shows her vulnerability and it pays off with a group date rose. And MJ and Jasenia face off over a surprise two-on-one for the rose. Um, but before we get into that, um, let's talk about a little bit of drama with Caitlin Bristow. So I feel like Caitlin's kind of like a Hannah Brown where people are like, oh, whatever. She can do whatever she wants because she's like a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. But... This, I mean, and she apologized for what she did, and it seemed like genuine, but she was comparing her hair experiences to Chelsea's hair experiences after the episode last week. Um, But in order to sell, like, a hair vitamin, like, um, read the room, I suppose, is is what I would have to say on that. Yeah, I mean, um, you have uh, Chelsea, you know, coming out and saying all of this, you know, really meaningful stuff about this is how I felt. This is like, I didn't feel comfortable with myself, blah, blah, blah. And Caitlin uses it as an opportunity to capitalize on selling hair products. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I, um, Kay, I mean, last week you talked about how, you know, important that scene was for you. And it's like, yeah. And like, if anyone wants to go back and listen, you know, Kay, you talk about it in an honest, personal way. And it's like, there's nothing that seems less honest and less personal than like, hey, you can use promo code Chelsea and I are sisters in hair problem love, you know, like to get 10% off of my hair product. Like, you know, I, I, I'm one of those people that like, you know, when you hear about, you know, the representation thing on the bachelor you kind of go it's the bachelor like i I, in my in my opinion just based on my personal privileged 
not knowing experience. And then to have the Chelsea conversation come out last week, Kay, here you talk about it. You're like, okay, this makes so much sense. This is a good thing. This is a mm-hmm. good, a greater good. We're taking steps forward. And then to hear the news, that, <laughs> you know, when I saw the, the headline, Caitlin Bristow weighs in on Chelsea's a, a hair scene on, on The Bachelor, I was like, uh, I was just like, it can't be good. You know, like, you know, no. that, like, that I was like, oh, here we go. You know? Yeah. She like made uh, an apology and said she didn't like know about uh, about it i guess i don't know how else to say that where i'm like i don't know how you you didn't know but uh, and then in the apology she showed herself like watching a video like like teaching you about black hair (laughs) and that was that was the other issue was that she in the apology she's like you know trying to educate herself but in a way that like you were able to do that and like you know four minutes over a YouTube video. Like, is that how, is that how that that works? Like the apology was very self-serving and I mean, I get it. And like, yes, she apologized, but it was very much to like, I have to save my ass. Like I fucked up. Like I need to fix things for me right now. Not like, Hey, I made a really fucked up mistake and I went to, you know, take steps forward. But instead it was like, Oh shit, what am I going to do? Kay, when you see a story like that, like, do you read it? Do you roll your eyes at it? Like, considering it's a like to me, I I saw it and I was like, what a fucking idiot. But like, it's not my story to like, you know, like to even weigh in yeah. on. Like, what do you, what do you, what are your feelings when you see something like that? Like, well, it's just like frustrating because it, just like you guys said, you know it this is the bachelor and like, no, we're not expecting a lot more, you know, from it. And we're taking these steps forward. And so seeing somebody, um, take all of these, the, take the small step that we made forward and sort of bring it back to, I'm a white girl. I have problems. Seem it's just, it's just kind of annoying. And it's like, come on, especially when it's such a, um, I don't want to, High profile is the wrong word, but Caitlin Bristow is a huge person in Bachelor Nation. Like she was just on, she just won Dancing with the Stars. Like no, she's it, big for her not to understand. Yeah, it's yeah. like come on, we gotta we gotta do something, and uh, and then maybe it's the curse of uh, winning Dancing with the Stars because that's when <laughs> Hannah Brown made her big fuck up big too. Mistake too. <laughs> well, I think it like also like it shows like. A lot, you know, listen, it's easy to say these things that sound right, but like, do you even know what you're saying? Do you even know what you like? It kind of like to me when Caitlin Bristow does that, it kind of like it little, it takes away from other people that look like her who try to get in on saying they understand, but don't. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like, it, it, it like, and it's that's why, you know, I, I, I can say like, you know, that's why when someone's not just immediately lo- like when someone's like raising the flag, you go, but do you understand? Or are you just saying this to push just a hair to, care product, you know, to, to get a following to, you mm-hmm. know, this is why people don't trust um, c- certain people. And some people, when they come out and they say the right things, but you're like, do you get it? Do you not? It's just like using, why would you use somebody else's story to sell your product? Like, Find your own fucking story. Make that a story was, up. Like, don't was use like, someone else's. Were <laughs> you watching? Like, did that moment happen and you were like, perfect. I'm going to use this <laughs> to, to sell sugar bear hair. Yeah. 
but so, it's it, it's funny and disappointing. Like it, we laugh yeah. because it is. It's like so ridiculous. But I definitely saw that story. I thought of UK K because I, you know, again, like last week was like it. I you know something that you know I take for granted. I look at and then you go, oh shit! Like fucking awesome. This is great. You yeah, know? right uh, after, then, right after we talked about it, <laughs> it, was like, <laughs> it was like a minute after. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah. come on, you ruined. Now we're talking about her again. You know, like we're not yeah. even talking about the people that we want to be talking about that mm-hmm. can be helped by this. So, well, um, I did get I did get a lot of messages from girls that, uh, you know, heard and have the same kind of struggle with like their hair and feeling pretty and the how's like society has sort of like brainwashed us. So that was really nice to get that. So fuck Caitlin Bristow's whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have a question about your credit card with 24 seven US based live customer service from discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Let's actually dive into the really important drama, which is last night's episode. Well, well, I mean, to kind of like, you know, as a bridge to last night's episode too, Caitlin Bristow taking it back the minute she got in trouble is like, that's the theme of this episode, kind of like. Oh, my yeah, God. Wow. All right. Before we get into the episode, we want to kick it off with name that episode, guys. Let's um, figure out what we thought this episode was in um, one title. And uh, Chris, you can go first. Um, I said from the hell house to the farm. Like from the prairie to the farm was the vibe, but that was the best I could do. What did you guys get? What about you, Jared? Listen, they can't I, all be gems, okay? <laughs> I I had um I had the great bully purge. Um, I actually loved this from last night when Matt came in and uh, started talking to the girls and they all started apologizing. So I'm going to take this from Serena. <laughs> Here I am. But the kissassery, that was chef's kiss. She nailed that. <laughs> I I think I like that one. The kissassery. Yeah, definitely the down kiss- for that. That was so good because, I mean, if you think about it, all of these girls immediately that Matt comes in and he's like, um listen you guys are making this place toxic i've heard all this stuff and all of a sudden they're like 
you know what? Whenever I say anything, it's just playful. Like, I don't actually mean it. Like, MJ and um, Victoria, like, MJ, I hated her this episode. Me too. All of their faces just completely dropped when he started talking. Anna's face when he said, like, someone's been spreading rumors that could ruin people's lives. Like, she looked like she was going to throw up. And she... I, I will say, at least she wasn't like, I don't know who he's talking about. She was like, it's me. He's talking about me. I have to confess that it was me. Uh, well, even before she said that, she goes, you know, I know he's definitely talking about. And Victoria cuts her off and says, you. <laughs> She's talking, he's talking about you. As Victoria if- <laughs> is just the absolute worst. Because at, at that moment, I was like, is this bitch going to get away scot-free? Mm-hmm. Mm. That's what it felt like. Yeah, I it was it kind of felt like they all remembered there were cameras there. Like at that yes. point, they're like, oh, so wait a minute, you've been taping this whole thing? <laughs> like, oh are you serious? Because Anna now has to, you know, like Anna, like at least she realized I look bad. Like Victoria never seemed to realize that. No. She was just the like, least self-aware human being that I think has ever existed on the face of the earth. I've and, never seen anything like it. And and they also what it teaches you though is like like Victoria's not the only one who was stirring the pot because the minute he brings Anna aside and he's like, "Hey, um I've heard about and I loved how Matt did this. I actually I think yeah. Matt James the way he he spoke with empathy which not a lot of that doesn't happen online. That doesn't happen anywhere else. He goes, "You're not a bad person." It's just a mistake that was made and you got to go. That's as simple as it is. It's not emotional. It's not, I hate you. It's just, this isn't going to work out for us. And the minute Anna walks out the door, everyone's like, oh my God, he's for real. And then they just have, they all start just apologizing because they've all been talking shit. I felt like too, if he was interested in Anna or Victoria, it would have gone down differently. But I felt like he was kind of like, I don't actually care about these girls anyway. So... Well, that's here's I my think that's, out. But that's a huge part of this show when people are like they're plants, they're whatever. It's like I think it's I think the producers and Chris Harrison, whenever they talk about the show, it's very much a, a parent that it is the leads show. It's theirs to do with what they will. So like mm-hmm. if Matt James was like into Victoria and he found out and he like this only happened when Matt James became totally aware that the house was bad. And then it's like Okay, they all now the house changes because it's at his direction. Yeah, it seems like they all were on very different pages. Even Chelsea was like, I don't think the house seems toxic. Do you think it's toxic? And I'm like, maybe huh? we're only seeing the toxic parts and like she's just hanging out with the right people. Right. When Chelsea said that, I was like, oh, Wait, since when? Like, cause like what I'm seeing is really fucked up stuff. Like every other, every other in the moment interview, somebody's saying, oh geez, or somebody's saying varsity, somebody's saying JV, like somebody's like separating yeah. the group in every interview. The show opens with Victoria and Kit walking by <laughs> two of the new girls, not saying hello, not even nodding their head, and then calling them disgusting. Like disgusting. <laughs> what? Yeah, and then when Victoria's going off about Katie, and she's like, Katie's so disgusting. She's like, vile. She's like, so gross. And I'm like... And then when Victoria's like, 
wait, do people think I'm the one making the house toxic? That is insane. I was like, this girl, I'll have what she's having. I, I mean, was I- so <laughs> delirious. Yeah, it was it, it was amazing. I don't know. Like, it, it's just like I, I I think it's so easy to just blame Victoria, but she is the most it, like she's the most wild example of it. But it's like they all went into it. Like Kit starts giving a speech. Oh, that you too. Know, a, I was Kit like pre apologizes. Like, come on, you you were next. We watched you agree to call someone disgusting a it's, scene yes. earlier. It's like the definition of when you were a kid and would get in trouble and your parents or your like teachers would be like, you're you're not sorry that you did it. You're just sorry that you got caught. <laughs> like that. Well, right. That's the whole episode. The, the, it is a bunch of people who are sorry that they got caught. And yeah. That, and it's like, you know, Victoria is just the loudest version where she basically is like, you know, <laughs> her denying it is just her denying being caught like when ryan says that she called her a hoe and because she's a dancer which is like (laughs) like of all the things like and then like victoria's like well that was a what you're you're taking me out of context what context is you're a hoe (laughs) like like we weren't on the farming date yet you know yeah Yeah. i also like they're obviously you're a hoe can be like that's something i would say to Kay like any day of the week i'd be like you're a hoe because we're friends if we weren't friends and i said you're a hoe then it's like that's the you can't walk by someone call them disgusting and a hoe and then be like no obviously i was kidding (laughs) like it doesn't make any sense and jared you're right like they it's like they forgot the cameras were on because we're seeing them do all of this stuff and then they're like how did they not think that they weren't going to get caught? Like everything well, that it, they're saying can and will be held against them in a court, in a court of the bachelor. <laughs> like, like that's well, that. And it's just, I, I, you have to connect this like hunger games situation that they're in to yeah. the real world watching at home. Like I always think of the hunger games because we're all watching at home, like ready to press follow on the Instagram button. Like we're all, like if we find someone we like, we love them. Like like yeah. you can come out of the show beloved and with a new career. And like we're seeing that happen with Katie. We're seeing mm-hmm. and then like I I did feel like Anna was like trying to like salvage that on the way out. And basically like looking at it like oh no, I've made a mistake, you know? Like it's like you know yeah. and and it's like Again, a lot of social media stuff is built off of, we saw it with Caitlin Bristow. It's built off of, I'm against bullying. I'm saying the right things. Connecting yourself with a personal experience. And then, you know, this is blowing up on uh, blowing up in their faces. Like Caitlin Bristow, mm-hmm. like she's, Caitlin Bristow at some point is going to want to tell everyone bullying is wrong or like, you know, be on the side of right. And it's like, how can we trust her at this point? How are we going to trust Anna? as someone to like give us a promo code as, as stupid Never. as that sounds. It, it's like, it's true. She also, she apparently deleted her Instagram. No. Yeah. She's probably getting hate or at it least sucks. deactivated. Yeah. So a part wow. of me, I'm like, I kind of do feel bad because of like, she's definitely getting a lot more hate than she gave, but whatever you, you shouldn't. Have it sucks. It, it's not dragon. Well, that kind of goes to like, there was another news story of, Dylan um, Barber talking about how there's no like mental health like 
help after you're done with the bachelor bachelorette. And it's like, you know, you do see something like this happen and you're like, Anna's not going to be well received by no. a good amount of people. Like she'll have whatever, but it's not going to, obviously she deactivated because her DMS are probably all hateful and miserable and nasty. And it's like, you know, what responsibility does ABC have at that point? Do you guys even think mm -hmm. that do they, I think that should they, they be responsible off. for Anna? Like, I think they sign off. I'm with you, Chris. But what do you guys think? I think I have a friend that was on a couple of seasons of Survivor and he like has said the same thing that it's like they afterwards is just kind of like, OK, bye. Like there's yeah. no follow up. So I imagine it's quite the whirlwind of like, OK, now I just have to like deal with all of this on my own. Um, yeah. And they talk about, um, you know, Matt and, you know, Brittany and Ryan were all talking about how the things that Victoria and Anna said could really ruin their lives, like being like, oh, she's entertaining men for money or she's doing, you know, she's a hoe like this and that. Like they're talking about that on national TV. But then but these girls who are actually saying these things, they're not thinking about the fact that that's affecting them. Like Anna now is uh, is like a bully and like a on national TV. So how is she going to get a job back? Like I don't remember what her job was, but like she was a bottle girl. Now she's she was the bottle girl. <laughs> she literally was. And um and so now it's like, what are they going to do? Not that. I'm not saying they deserve it because I don't think anybody deserves their like life being ruined because they decided to like call somebody a hoe. But you know, it's one of those, it's like now your life is ruined and now you're going to be perceived of this. Like Victoria, who's going to hire Victoria to do anything? Not that she, I guess needs a job, but who? Yeah. I'm sure most of them go into this, like I'm going to be the fan favorite. And then huh. this is what happens. But like, obviously if a camera was on me all the time, I would probably be mortified you know mortified but like you gotta think about it well it, it's funny like do one of the people dylan mentioned was jed and you look at jed right and you go okay you came on a show with someone thinking they're your girlfriend okay we don't like you for that and then they make you the musician and then we find your dog food jingle and everyone makes fun of you for that and it's like, that's not necessarily in his control, but then they keep putting him in front of guitars and sound stages and they're like, hey, play some music. And we're all like just sitting there foaming at the mouth, ready to hate his music because we just generally don't like him. So yeah. it's like, right. what, you know, so is it his fault for coming on the show with a girlfriend so we don't like him? Or is it, is it ABC's fault for throwing him in front of the, you know, in the sound stage to produce music? It's like, at, at some point, that's why ABC has releases. That's why The Bachelor has you sign probably a Your thousand life contracts. Away. Your li life away to be like, listen, this is what you signed up for. And maybe you get love. Maybe you get fame. But you might get become infamous. I, I don't know. It's all very interesting. And I think that's why I love the show. Again, like I think that's why we all love the show. This relationship between audience, show, and ABC that kind of like ebbs and flows. And, and we're going to see like. Right now, what's going to happen with Victoria is it's going to tilt the other way. I, I can see it where people are like, you know, she's going to become someone that's going to be talking about how mean everyone was to her and how when she came off the show, look at my DMs and she'll and people will say awful things to her. And that's not right either. You know, no. like there's you know, everything happens in extremes on the Internet, especially in, in DM world. So it's going to be an interesting thing to find out. But 
I mean, of all the people, Victoria did not seem to realize cameras were there because she she went till the very end. She she was like, I'm going out yeah. on, uh, in a blaze. I actually respected blaze of it. Glory. You, Me too. Blaze of glory. What do you I think of Victoria's say, that's, finale? That's how I would go too. Every time they go and they like, can you walk me? Can I walk you out? And they just do it. I'm always like, where's the person that's like, absolutely the fuck not. No, you cannot walk me out. <laughs> he like grabs their hand. He literally held Anna's hand on the way to the car and just like threw her in there. <laughs> yeah, his his face was like gagged when she was like yelling at him, basically. So, so to review, uh, Victoria gets sent home. The witch is, The Wicked Witch is dead. She's going home. And she's the last rose is given out and she's the last one to kind of say her goodbye. And she walks out and she basically says, you believed hearsay over the facts. And it's like, again, Victoria going into her Trumpian mode of like, my (laughs) facts are the only facts and everything else is hearsay. Everything else that you've heard is lies and fake. And then she says the most annoying goodbye to the other women ever. And basically says that she'll never date a Matt again. And you're like, you know, I watched that and I was like, I, I, I have these moments with Victoria, especially as we've seen the end of it, where she doesn't realize this post-Bachelor life that she's created for herself or, or created for herself along with the edits of ABC. And she still didn't get it. And I'm like... I kind of felt bad for her in that moment because, like, that just shows a career, an incredible amount of immaturity to be like, like the most immature people get dumped and they go, "Can you believe they uh, a guy named Matt, you know, broke up with me on the fifth of November, three months before my birthday?" And it's like, <laughs> what? I had a guy named Matt break up with me, and I'm still not over that. <laughs> so Matt's I dead. I can relate. <laughs> yeah, it was the for me. It was when she was like, "The girls are gonna be devastated about me leaving. I brought so much joy into this house." And I was like, and they like cut it with all the girls like cheersing and smiling, and I was like, "This is just the most savage shit I've ever seen." And it's just like, and he, and when she, you know, said that stuff to Matt on her way out, I'm so glad that I'm glad that she did because I'm glad that he got to see it in front of his face and not have to wait until now to like see all the stuff happening. I'm glad he got to like that was validation on for all of us watching at home, watching him see that. And then the fact that he just stood there and stared at her and she's like, you're not going <laughs> to say anything. Like, I love that. I, that we've all it. seen that where a girl's yelling at a guy, like her boyfriend or may not her boyfriend. That's like, you invited me to the bar and now you're going home with her. And it's like, that was the vibe, like uncomfortable situation at a bar that you don't want to look away from, but also you can't stop watching. You can't help it, but it, watch it. It felt like the last scene of like a high school, like coming of age movie where the bully's like, <laughs> I'm yes. not the prom queen. Don't you see? Doesn't everyone see? And then she like melts into yeah. like you know like she's like all Regina sudden- George getting hit by the bus at the end of me. Yes, Days. exactly. Um, okay, that- we should move on probably to the yes. to the first date. So he goes on a one on one with Rachel. Also, Matt on all these one on one dates. I'm like, he's like f- in love with all these women all of a sudden. 
How is he going to choose anyone? Because I feel like he is obsessed with every single one of these girls, like equally. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's like, I feel like it's out of nowhere all of a sudden. But didn't you, re- didn't you think that Rachel's, his obsession with Rachel felt different than his quote unquote obsession with like Michelle, like Michelle's date. I got a very different takeaway than I got than Rachel's date. Yeah. Michelle's date felt much deeper. I felt like Rachel's date was very um, surface. I don't know anything about Rachel. That's the thing. It's like he's saying, um, you know, he's saying he's starting to fall in love with her. Like she came out and said that. And then when he said that back, I was like, there's still like 20 girls there. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what do you, I was like, we haven't even gotten to like the deep dates. And so, and even on their dinner date, when you that's when they usually like reveal something personal about themselves or like a struggle or something. I don't know one thing about Rachel. Not one. I don't know one fact. It felt like a dinner where that where two people really wanted to fuck. Yeah. Like if I'm going to be like it, it just even the way they said they liked each other, he's like like they're she's like, Am I crazy? Like those are the things. Like, I think all of us have had that moment where you just have this, like, first, uh, at, you know, you know, sex at first sight. You're just like, that's someone. I can see the way they're looking at me. I'm looking at them. I, yeah. The, we are going to be very comfortable with each other naked. And I, it kind of had that vibe to me. Yeah, I felt both with her and Kit. It was like a burn too hot, too fast kind of thing. It's too early in the season. I think they're both going to not not get to the end. Because I felt like they're like telling us this story of them now because they're going to go home. It could yeah, be that's true. true. I, what do you guys think of their shopping date? What do you think of that date? Um, <sighs> I always I, think the shopping dates are weird. Yeah, it's it felt very weird. pretty woman to me too. Like he's in a G wagon, and then she talked about how she'd never had a pair of shoes that cost more than forty dollars. Which a I don't believe, no. but b I'm like <laughs> it felt very pretty woman. Like giving her Louboutins, and everyone's like freaking out that she has red bottoms, except for Kit, who was looking at it like I have one thousand pairs of red bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, he only got you red bottoms, like ew. <laughs> um, no, I I think those dates are weird too because then it's like. She's trying on all these ball gowns. And in my head, I'm like, where is she wearing these? That's a pandemic. Like, she's, she's not going to a ball. And then... Um, Although in that royal blue number when she went to dinner, yeah, that, that bitch was looked it. good. Yeah, that, that was... That bitch looked really good. But then I hate how they, um, you know, The Bachelor, they set them up for this, uh, you know, failure sort of situation where she comes back into the house before her dinner date and she has like 30 bags and they they make her like like, trying to cross the street with like 500 (laughs) bags. They it make was like, her like sit uh, down. Anne Hathaway and Devil Wears Prada in the beginning when she's like crossing the (laughs) street for Meryl Streep. (laughs) <laughs> but they make they bring her into they like send her into the lion's den with like stakes strapped to her body <laughs> like yeah. and yeah, they and, had they had a guy that was gonna help her with her new gift but no one could help her with her 30 bags <laughs> it was it was it's always weird because then the girls are all obviously jealous and they uh Feel some, that's it's setting her up to be hated by every other girl or just to trigger the girl so it's funny to watch these um, watch the producers do their producing because it's like, oh yeah, she walks in with all of her they, bags. These all producers like rise; their mansions rise from like the ashes of <laughs> mm-hmm. these people's lives. 
Yeah. Well, well, also, he's not a billionaire. Like, no, he's it, not it, paying it, for this. But that's the whole point that the date, that's why the date's stupid. It's like, what's he, you know, there's no point in the date where, like, what is he saying? Like, yeah, whatever you want. Anything here is yours. I'm here to spoil you. And it's like, no, you're not. You're here <laughs> to watch her get spoiled, which that's nice to do. But, like, I don't know what, how this sets you up to, like, get to know each other. Like, you know, you want, you know, later we have a date on the farm. Like, even that is a more realistic scenario where, like, you guys go to a farm, you, your shoes get dirty, you see someone react to how your shoes get dirty, you see someone mm-hmm. react to, like, falling down in the mud. Like, like this is not a date that he could ever go on with her in real life. So, no. and not to say, you know, like, but, like, it's got to be a little bit real to be reality TV. And this is, like... There's nothing here that you're like, oh, like, oh, my God. Like, what's he supposed to say? You look like shit. Like, he's never going to say you don't yeah. look good in a dress. Like, they all look good. It's also Ooh, we I don't, wish he would have wore the yellow one. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's like, that's not what I told you to wear. <laughs> yeah. Even though they were in matching outfits, he was wearing yeah. royal blue tux. But that's because he's never been on the show before, too. We really don't know that much about his, like, life outside. Like, the G-Wagon is definitely from the bachelor the house that he's staying in is the bachelor so i'm like we don't know that much about where he he lives or if he's wealthy which uh, we don't care if he's wealthy but don't set it up like he's like oh yeah come to daddy like i'll buy you all the louboutins you want and and it's like this is why love is blind was so successful i think like they went to a sandals you know, it's like, yeah. you know, like they, they didn't go to like, you know, the hut, you know, place in the middle of like the Indies, like where you have a like a hotel on the on the water. Like they're there yeah. at like a regular all inclusive, you know, figuring out if they like each other. And it's like I know the bachelor, a lot of it, like this whole date was a Cinderella date. They get in the wet, you know, they get in the uh, the horse drawn wagon. They take a ride off like this was supposed to be Cinderella ish with the shoes and what wouldn't it be without. And I get that there's a certain segment that like just loves watching that. I get that. Like we want to see what the outfits look like, but I don't know how they change this date to be like, how do they make it? So this is actually like a date. We get to know them. We didn't get to know them though at all. That's the, it's the fault of the date too. You know, like you Mm -hmm. don't like, I want Matt James to go, yeah, this all is fun. I could afford. Like, I want him to look at the price tag and be like, I would never buy this for you. Like, I want to hear that. Yeah. Yes. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but you can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. So free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service, and for just $98 a month, you can get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. 
Newly is a great value of $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up using the code Bachelor20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code Bachelor20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com Newly with two U's with the code Bachelor20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. This is a great segue that goes into the group date where they go to a farm. So like it's a complete 180. Speaking of um, locations, did you see that somebody booked this whole resort in Canada and they were like trying to figure out who booked 60 rooms at this famous resort in Canada and it came out that it was Bachelor. So Bachelorette will be filmed in Alberta the whole season next Next. Do we know who the Bachelorette is? I I honestly no, can't they haven't remember. Announced, but it is released <laughs> that they have booking dates, so I think we'll have filming dates for them. But anyway, oh. we can move on to the farm now. We're going to we're going to Canada, baby. We're international. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. This is all happening so fast. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're going on a we're on the farm, which so it's a complete 180 from the date that he took Rachel on. And so these girls are already pissed because they didn't get the new dresses, and now they're gonna go have to fuck around with some goats. Like this is the in the rain, might I add. And they didn't tell them they were going to a farm, so none of them dressed appropriately. No, I mean, why would they do that? Like, they why would they said, tell They were them? like, "I wish they said we were going to a farm. We have like cute outfits." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, but um, the farm date was very what I thought it was going to be." Um, I mean, I loved Piper. She took Matt aside and just like fucking owned it. I love Piper. But so, here's and- the thing: she didn't yeah. take him aside. He, she was doing a confessional, and he came up to her. And she was like, oh, are you going to interrupt my interview? And then he just started making out with her. And that's why all the girls were like, Piper, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Piper was doing her interview, minding her own business. And Matt left the group, went over, interrupted the interview to do that. So I still love Piper, but... It's also the most Matt James move ever that he's just sprinting around this date sprinting into hookups out of hookups <laughs> out to, to the next hookup like it, it did remind me of like the most energetic cool guy maneuver you've ever seen he's like oh, oh ever. you know like all the he's playing catch on the football field drops the ball lifts up there's a cheerleader there he's like what's up babe <laughs> kisses her runs away yeah it was just like an very old sitcom ma- when you have two dates to the same dance <laughs> yeah it did feel like that and in like the the kissing has been a big storyline here. This kiss, it's almost like he's added a suction cup maneuver to the eye open forehead leading kiss. What did you guys think? The kiss was intense. I actually had a dream that somebody was like trying to make out with me last night like that. And now I'm that realizing a, why. It was an intense kiss. I have to say like that. He wasn't just like, ooh, let me come over and like kiss you. But he was like 
yeah. into it. He was like, let me, f- yeah. Well, it was well also Piper's someone who didn't really get a date. And it, I, like, I think another part of like Matt loving everybody is like him letting people know like, hey, you're going to be staying here. Like, yeah. like, I feel like a kiss mm-hmm. like that is him because he doesn't have to kiss Piper while she's doing an interview. Like he doesn't No. like he went right in. It feels like that's how he kind of lets people know, like, you're going to be OK. Yeah, that's what I felt, too. I like Piper a lot. I thought that was a a nice moment for her. And then MJ peeks her little nose in. Um, MJ's really had quite the downfall, I have to say. She has, man, she like uh, her attitude, even just how she was with with like the um, the the chickens and she was like, keep that shit away from me, blah, blah, blah. Like just right. I'm like, does that she seems like the type of girl that would be like, give me that fucking chicken. I'll rip its head off. Yeah. You know? And then and I feel like she is that type of girl. And I think what Jasenia and I think Serena were saying is like she acts different in front of the cameras and in front of Matt, I think to be like, I'm scared. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's trying to make herself seem soft because she doesn't look soft. Like she doesn't look like the kind of like girly girl. So I think she's trying to give that, which Matt gave her the attention that she wanted. And the girls noticed that they were like, you know, MJ is like acting some type of way. And he noticed and he's like, Oh, let me, I mean, this man is so innocent. He's just like, oh, you need help? Like, I'm here for you. Like, not seeing through any of it. Well, even her, like, off-camera interviews or her, like, off whatever, like, her her interviews, she was saying, she's like, I'm going to do whatever I can to get attention from him today. Like, she was, like, pretty... And it's like, this is kind of the, 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 the tight wire act you have to, po- like, play where it's like, I get attention from him, but am I being so much that I, like, make it about me instead of, like, you know, like take away from the whole group being able to get attention. Like, and it seemed mm-hmm. like she like, and listen, people fail this every week. It felt like she failed it this week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we'll get more into her at the very end because with her, I'm like, if you want to be like this, this like big, strong bitch, I don't care what anyone thinks I'll fight anyone. Then be that like, mm. but then don't flip back and forth. I don't know. I liked MJ and now I don't. So I feel torn well i mean i guess we can talk about that we might as well like talk about it now in the evening part of the date matt brings up to mj i all these girls that they were in the clear with the whole like matt sending people home because of you know shit talking and you know they get mj gets pulled aside and he was like by the way somebody brought up your name about you know causing a divide and this and that and then she comes back in and mentions it because she's pissed off like as if she did not say this like every time somebody says the word varsity she is the one i think of because she had done it four other times in this episode and so when she comes back and gaslights these girls because jesenia is like uh well yeah i mean you're the one who's saying varsity and then she goes i'm being attacked right now it's like what you're the one who came in attacking everybody else because they said something she stinks i was trying to figure out what her like perspective was. And it feels like, again, just like you said, Kay, like it feels like she thought she escaped. And then she was like, Oh, like they were like, (laughs) she kicks, he kicks out Anna and Victoria and they're like, okay, I guess bullying is over forever. We did it. And then they move on. And she's like, now it's Matt's like, yeah, also I'm still going to need to talk to you. And she's like, how could you bring up my name? And it's like, 
No, no, no. We're not bringing it up. This was just something that happened. Like, this didn't just go away because two people left for bullying. The, this is an right. open investigation still. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. She, she just seems like the type of person that's not used to losing is the vibe I get. Like, she's like, what? But everyone loves me in my real life. What do you mean somebody was talking shit about me? Um, I mean, I the way she spoke to the other women was, like, horrifying. Like, horrifying. The, the, and it's like, again, it kind of brought back, for me, smells of Claire, where it's like, you know, where you're the, you know, the hero and the victim at the same time. And you're yeah. like, you're like, how did we end up here where it's like you're yelling at someone for rightfully telling the truth? Is that what your problem is? Yeah. I mean, she literally was telling the girls that they were attacking her every and every time they were like, no, we're just telling you. We're asking you, did you tell Matt that you were the one who said this? Like, did you fess up? Because that's why we were that's why we spoke to him is because you were saying this stuff. So did you like own up to it or not? And she immediately was just like, you guys are just really attacking me right now. And but I mean, I've never. <laughs> yeah and then the when she kept being like crazy she's like all i do is preach love and harmony and but anyone lead that constantly talks about preaching love and harmony does not Awful. preach love and harmony or, well yeah, they preach like, it so that they preach it so that they can cover for their shitty actions later they go yeah well i talk about peace and harmony and i lead yeah the lead by example thing too i was like what does that even fucking mean like i don't yeah, even no. know what you're getting at. No one came on this show to be led by you. Yeah. You yeah, we no. all came here because we're all people who were looking for to date this one guy. Okay, yeah. fine. So the idea that you're here, you're going to lead by, I don't know. It felt like she was writing t-shirts the whole night. She's the, the, the big hoops, big energy, big hair. Yeah. I was like, I was like, shut up. I That's can't. I tweeted. I was like, she is making merch. Like she's already. Absolutely. Yes. Um, but then he has his moments with um he has a nice moment with Michelle, who I think is like the voice of reason. Like, always. I love Ugh. her. I would like get in a car. I always determine if I like one of these people on the show, like would I drive from one place to another with them? And mm. Michelle I would feel safe in a car with. <laughs> um but Abigail, I think, has her a big moment this episode. Which we have not seen Abigail since, like, the second episode. I mean, even during the rose ceremony, I didn't wa I didn't even see him call her name. I know. Like, mm. like, she has not been on at all. And so they finally had a moment. And she was telling Matt about how, like, if, there were, if they were to have children, um, there's a strong possibility they would also be born deaf. And that, you know... Her father. Yeah, because um, her mother's deaf and her sister's deaf. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, her father, she said, left after her sister, who I'm assuming is younger, uh, got her cochlear implants, which is like how helps deaf people here. Um, so they bond over being both being raised by single mothers. Um, and... And and she ended up uh, obviously getting the rose and everything. But the one thing that I always can't get, obviously you have to talk about this if you're going to get engaged, but the fact that they're already talking about children that she has to be like, by the way, if we're get, if we're going to have kids, this is what's going to happen. Like that's such a, that's a conversation you just wouldn't have so soon. Well, that's the, that's the thing about this show. It's like, you know, Rachel, you're like, 
they want to fuck. Abigail, they want to tell each other's stories. You need a mix of those two. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and it did feel like with Michelle, you kind of had a mix of like, they're making out, they're, they're having a great day, they're getting to know each other like in the fun way. Like, this happens in dating all the time where you're like, why are we talking about this this soon? You know, like, yeah. where's our fun? Where's our, where's that moment where we're just laughing and we're happy to be together? And it's like, Listen, I, I assume Abigail's going to go pretty far. I assume Rachel uh, and Michelle, they all will. But it's like it's like three different tastes of love, like three different tastes of getting to know people. Yeah. I, I think Abigail's going to get pretty far. And I wouldn't be shocked if Abigail is Bachelorette. Definitely Bachelor in Paradise. But she has Bachelorette vibes. Oh. People really, it's always someone you're really rooting for. And it's mm. hard to dislike Abigail. It's also wild to think about um, the amount of people we have to choose from for Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. Like we have seasons of people that like we there's we a have backlog. All yeah. of Peter's season two. All yeah. of those people can be uh, are up for Paradise and are up for Bachelorette. So like I'm curious, are they are maybe they're gonna pick a fresh Bachelorette too? You know, like who knows? Oh, can you imagine? I don't. We'll see. I mean, I guess it's early to see like who's going to rise to the occasion. But when Abigail was like talking and being sad, I was like, that's so sad. There's just something very genuine about her, I think. Mm. Um. Okay. And then I guess let's move on to the one-on-one with Kit, which the whole goddamn beginning of it, when she gets the card and she starts crying because she finds out that they're going to be cooking I'm like, okay, this girl's having a real moment here. <laughs> it's hard to, when anyone's 21 yeah. on the show, when you're, I don't know, again, like I don't think of it as much when they're 22 uh, for some reason, but when someone's 21 on the show, yeah. I know it isn't fair, but they, everything is under the umbrella of your 21. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't, like you just got to order a drink at a bar this year. Like I, I don't know how, to let that go and it's like a kick crying when she get oh he remembered something it's like yeah of course you're this feels special like the guy you met at a fraternity party didn't remember what you said four minutes ago you know yeah. like of course a guy yeah. remembering that you like to cook is like wow like you're impressed by everything someone who's not a 21 year old dude at your college would do yeah and i felt like the tears were almost more like she missed her family like when she was like it's something that really bonded my mom and I. I don't. I think for a twenty-one-year-old, she carries herself well. But I do. Agree. I'm like, well, stop bringing twenty-one-year-olds on because I, I just can't root for them. And that's true for anything in life, also. <laughs> like if you're <laughs> if you're nine years, almost ten, a decade younger than me, I'm sorry, I just can't root for you right I now. I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. And and it just seemed so braggy. Like everything that came out of her mouth was like gold Bentleys. Oh, I grew up with gold Bentleys and red carpets and ugh. Like I was, was happy. So- I was happy she admitted to it. Like I was yeah. happy that like at the very least, like she's not there being like and this New York girl getting out of the city in the country. It's like no, you can get your driver to take you anywhere you want at any time. Like you've been to the country. You've been yeah. to the breakers. You've been to, uh, you know, to, to like uh, what's it called in Western Mass? You've been, you've been to your, you know, your your mountain house. So like yeah, everywhere. I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say nothing annoys me more than a rich person that pretends they're not. So I do like that she's like 
this is how I, you know, grew up. I wonder if he knows who her mom is. Because he's like, she's such a little fashionista. And I'm like, yeah, because her mother <laughs> yeah. is like literally. Should people be allowed on the show with this type of public pr- profile? I say like, fuck you- yes, because I love fuck yes. I love seeing and talking about one of the Real Housewives of New York's daughters like posted a thing that she was applying for Bachelorette. And I'm like, she's such a messy bitch. I would love to see her on the Bachelorette. I would love to. See- yeah, I don't hate it. It's kind of it's it's. I mean, you know, some of the guys are NFL football players. Like, sure. yeah. it's sort of it's sort of that kind of vibe. Except um, Dale was a host. Uh, no uh, one knows of what. Of what? Of, but. of what? <laughs> but like, apparently he was. <laughs> like I heard, I think he was at some point some sort of host. But I think it's okay, and I think it's interesting to see their life, and it makes um, more sense. Like you. Like if she was some random girl that was like, I grew up with Bentleys and red carpets. I'd be like, who the fuck are you? I like knowing that yeah. she grew up uh, with all that stuff because of her mom or whatever. And she's I not like annoying. She's not, she's, you know what I mean? Like the things she says are kind of annoying, but she's not like a, like how you are describing someone like, like if Victoria was saying these things, it would be a different, like, I feel like she's well poised. She speaks well. Victoria, well. we wouldn't believe it. We'd be like, like Victor, like I'd rather someone be a billionaire than a millionaire on the show. You know, yeah. like I, 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 <laughs> yeah. like, I don't, I, that might not be right, but like, at least with like kit, you're like, yeah, I, I know what the apartment looks like in the West village. Like I, I've seen it I probably see in a it. magazine. I can see it. I, yeah. I know it's probably like a whole house. <laughs> yeah. You live in a brownstone in the West village and good for your family. But like, also like when she did her, she did try for a second to do a little speech where she was going to have her moment because, and it's like, I think it's okay to not have your moment. Maybe your moment is to be funny about it. It's like, I got no no problems in the world. I'm 21. <laughs> I'm hot. Um, I, I go meet with the Instagram people ahead of time before they do Instagram shop to to know that like I should put out you know merchandise and how to do it because my mom can get me in touch with the, pe- the right people. It's like, I'd right. rather hear that than her go because she did for a second. She's like, and with my mom being so successful, I just have a lot of feelings and it's like what yeah. <laughs> like okay i'm like so hire a therapist yeah you don't it, even need insurance <laughs> so i i i think she's an interesting one to watch like i actually have interest in how she's gonna play out in this world yeah she'll be a paradise a paradise absolute person for sure she'd be great um, on paradise and yeah. then we get to so uh, we know it's not going to be a, a full rose ceremony because there's only like eight minutes left in the episode, but they're all sitting and like nervous about the impending rose ceremony. And then there's a knock. They think there's a date card, but it's just a card inviting MJ and Jasenia to get to the cocktail party early so that Matt can get to the bottom of the truth. Um, this why made me- was it? So I- I'm sorry to interrupt, but why was it Jasenia? That kind of confused me. It felt like MJ was arguing with everyone at one point. Because Jasenia is the one that told him that she's the one that told Matt that MJ was the one that was saying varsity and stuff. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, 
I think MJ acted like a child at this. She was like yelling at Jasenia. And then when Jasenia would talk back, she'd be like, stop yelling at me. Okay. I just want to say I preach harmony. It was a lot. It's like none of it's like, wow, because judging at your tone of voice, it's not really the vibe I'm getting from you, to be honest. And then they're getting dressed and ready like they're getting ready for you know War. Tyson Foreman yeah it's like a like a prize fight you know it was <laughs> very that i there was used to be the show mob wives and they would have like a sit down that would always result in like them beating the shit out of each other and they would be like tying their hair in as tight as buns as possible so that they couldn't like grab each other's hair so as Jasenny is like putting her i'm like you better tie that into a bun bitch cuz this is going to get dirty i did love when jesenia said you'll find out the truth when this all airs and so will he because no one ever says that i really liked that they did that well well that's kind of what mj is like fighting against she's trying to rewrite the narrative while the show's going on you're like no we watched how this went down like you might believe that you were being a leader somehow or whatever it was, but we watched it. We saw you kind of change from person who was like, you know, the, the, the vibe check of the house to like, now you're the person that, you know, that separates people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's floundering. You can, it's like when you can tell she knows her days are numbered and she's, she's grasping at straws. Literally and nothing. Um, Oh, and then, so before they're arguing, arguing the last shot before the show is over, there's one rose in the middle of the table. So mm. we and know I we're going to start is, with. This is the new version of the two-on-one dates, which I'm kind of missing. I'm not going to lie. Too. I miss the whole, I miss the whole struggle of like having to, you know, spend a whole day with someone you hate and then try to convince the person otherwise the whole day Iconic. and then leaving somebody like either in the woods or on an island yes. or wherever. I miss that. <laughs> well, I think that also has to do with Matt James and how he handled this. Like, I thought this was a great episode for Matt James where he's like, he, you know, Again, he says a bunch of times, he's like, I want this to be a good house. What did he say? He wanted this to be... Oh, a safe space. A, a safe, safe space. space. I want my house to be a safe space. And it's like, it's his house. So he found this out last episode. Right as soon as... It, it did feel like Matt James got to the end of a fight after both people had black eyes. And he was like, okay, ladies, let's figure this out. It's like, you're a little late, but he is doing it. Like... He didn't leave it up to like, okay, we'll go out of the mountains and, you know, like, and yeah. watch two people, you know, not talk the whole time and make it awkward. They're getting it done, I guess. They're getting it done. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover inside the house there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, guys, are you ready to get into some weekly categories quick? Yes, let's let's go. All right, let's start with the Would You Rathers. I'll start. Would you rather have Kit's money or MJ's confidence? Mm. Kit's money. There's no yeah, question. Kit's money. I don't know me? why I even thought Kit's about it. Kit's money yeah. too. Okay, great. Kit's We're money. all on the There's... same page. 
there is no question in the world. I mean, money can't, can't buy you a, class, but it can buy you confidence. Okay. Yeah, Kit, that there's a reason Kit is 21 and able to just like talk talk on this show. She does have moments where she does talk like she's 32. But yeah. she is, uh, you can't forget she's 21, but that's that's money right there. She must have been raised by some good nannies. Uh. <laughs> by some good nannies. All right, mine. Um, let's see. Get in an argument with Anna or get in an argument with Victoria. I know I asked this last week between Katie and Victoria, but I think Anna and Victoria is a good one. I feel like, I, uh, I don't, maybe Anna I feel like Anna folds really quick like as soon as she feels like she's not gonna win she would just be like okay you're right I'm sorry I think Anna um I think Victoria I think Anna Victoria's like a rash and Anna's more like a disease like we saw the way they both operate Victoria's out there yelling at people just loud wrong Anna will go behind your back and kind of you'll think she's nice and we saw how that worked out where she'll kind of behind the scenes get you versus. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, guys, what do we think? Oh, Jared, oh, I'm I, sorry. Had a, What's I your- have a, would, would you rather, uh, would you rather eat dessert before dinner or after dinner? After I'm not a big dessert guy though. I'm not a big dessert person either. Like I don't, I'm not like need dessert, must have dessert. I'm, I, I'm like a must-have steak. Like I would rather like ooh. people like eat, you eat dessert first just in case the world ends. And I'm like, if the world ends, I want a stomach full of protein. Okay, not Matt, lava when cake. Matt, when Matt James said he sometimes eats dessert before dinner, I've never been more enraged at this show in my entire yeah. since, <laughs> since Blueberry Bagel. I haven't been so upset. <laughs> it was just one of those things, and I'm like, first of all, that's not what you do. And you know, like I, I'll get to this later. I have, I have more opinions. Yeah. Also, I'm like, yeah, Matt, a Chobani does not count as dessert, which we know. <laughs> you throw in a couple of pieces of like strawberries, and you're like, yeah, it's yeah. delicious homemade dessert. A plain Greek yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Right. Top three. Yeah. Top three win. My top three women this week. Um, are Piper, Michelle, and I'm still going with Brie. I'm holding I'm holding Brie in there. I love her. Um, as you said that, I had Piper Brie Chelsea, but I changed to Michelle. Piper Brie Michelle. Yeah, I love Michelle's Brie it. too. I don't know why Brie's kind of gotten lost on me. I just haven't seen she her has. pop up. Her and Abigail have both sort of like gone under the radar and Abigail Abigail came back this episode, but I, I love I, Abigail, but she's not gonna be top three. No. I I'm still with Katie. Uh, just be- Victoria, just calling Katie disgusting. You're like, what a what a monster you are. So, Kate, I was gonna go Katie, Michelle, and also Chelsea for just not realizing the house is toxic. I I kind of like. There's this thing where it's like it's almost funny to me to not know anything's going on. Like the one, the whole episode is about toxicity toxicity in the house, and Chelsea's like, what? People don't <laughs> like each other. It's just hilarious. Um, yeah, I agree. Chelsea, I was like, wait, are you not in the same house? Um, okay, guys, let's go to the Cringe Harrison Award. Yeah, Cringe Harrison. Um, my Cringe Harrison Award this week was um, 
Victoria having her full meltdown before the rose ceremony, calling everyone idiots and saying everybody's disgusting. And that she's like, I'm the only like possible option. Like I'm the only real option for Matt um, to marry. And I'm thinking, God, this is so crazy that she actually, I truly believe that she thinks that. And I think that's um, embarrassing. (laughs) Um, Mine was when Victoria was talking about how everyone in the house was going to be devastated. And then they're showing them not being devastated. That just was like, <laughs> got to be I, hard to watch. MJ saying, "Big hair, big hoops, big energy." Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I just like I heard that, and I wanted to shrivel into a ball and disappear from this earth. Like I, I can't. Like it's almost like it's. Listen, if you've got big energy and you got big hair, good for you. Let people say that about you. But like, it's like. You know, it's like when someone's like, oh, like it just felt like she was calling herself that when nobody would call her that. Everyone's like, no, you're you're big annoying in this house and you never shut the fuck up. Amen. All right, Jared, are you ready? I'm ready. It's your minute, baby. Matt James claims that sometimes he has dessert before dinner. And I will say that is not true. He might have done it once. Maybe even twice, but that is not something that is a part of his life. You don't walk into dinner and be like, I'll have the ice cream, please, with lots of sprinkles. No, that's not how you even eat dinner. If someone ordered the dessert before dinner, I would leave the dinner. Dinners are meant for having too many appetizers, pushing through, getting an entree each, splitting each other's entrees, and then you'll get dessert when you're the most uncomfortable. That's when you have dessert. Not when you're the least comfortable, when you're the least uncomfortable. It's when you're the most uncomfortable. You know you shouldn't have it. And it is a decision to eat dessert rather than to touch your romantic partner. So for that reason, Matt James, we don't need to hear this world where you are suddenly interesting because you do the reverse dinner. That is not what you do. That is not what you will do. That is not how dessert is eaten. Well, that's so fuck dessert. That's right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, fuck dessert. Um, all right. And let's do this last one. Who gets your guys' rose this week? Uh, Chris, Jared, you guys go first. Um, I'll go right into mine. I thought Michelle gets it because the, Michelle gets it, I, I would say, because Rachel's date made it made Michelle's date look even more important. Rachel's date made the the kind of the surface level things that they talked about made Michelle even more depthy and fun and really just like, you know, pursuable in my eyes. So I, I think Michelle definitely won this episode. I'm still going. I know now that I'm like, I'm shook that I thought this was her, but uh, knowing that it's Matt makes me like it even more. Piper is getting my rose this week. Um, I love her. I love that he's clearly so attracted to her and I think she's fun. She's a little, she's a little like bratty at times, I think obviously, but I think all of us would be like that if we were all competing for the same dude. Yeah. My rose, I think goes to Abigail. I really uh, stand her this week. Yeah. But before we go, make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at The Bachelor and on Twitter at Bachelor Pod. You guys can also follow me at K York City on all platforms. And you can find me at Fat Carrie Bradshaw. And I am at Jared Freed. But make sure you guys rate, review, and subscribe. And we will be back next week for another 
nail biting episode of The Bachelor when we figure out who's going home, MJ or Jasenia. Until then, bye guys. Betches.